So don't go judging people around immediately. Instead, correct them with love, rebuke them with love, and show them the right way. If you know the right way, then tell them, show them. If you don't, then point them to people who do know. Hello everyone, how are you all doing? I hope you are having an amazing day or an amazing night whenever you're listening to this episode. I hope you are well and healthy, especially in this pandemic. And I hope that you are drinking your water, you're eating healthy, and that you're keeping the people who are good for your mental health close to you. So this is Two Cents with Esther and Martha. Now, I think many of you are wondering, where is Esther? So I think it's not in my place to tell you where she's gone, but I'm sure that she will tell us in the next episode. And if you have any questions for her or for me, just go to our Facebook page that is facebook.com slash two cents w-e-m or email us at esthermartha.twocents at gmail.com again that is facebook.com slash two cents w-e-m and esthermartha.twocents at gmail.com so let's get right into it so now we are going to talk about the dangers of social media Now, I think many of you are already familiar with this, but I just want to talk about some things that are really striking for me. And number one is cancel culture. Now, this is dangerous because it makes us overgeneralize people. And what I really want to say about this is that you know that you will find dirt in everyone. Everyone, even the people that you look up to, even the people you least expect it from. How many times have our quote-unquote idols disappoint us? How many times have they disappointed us in the past? You can remember one instance that that happened. So I think if we keep on canceling them immediately because of one thing that they've done wrong, then I don't think we're better people. And look at yourself also. Is there something about yourself that you want to cancel? And imagine what people will do if they find out about that dirt you can see in yourself. Like what we said in the past or in our past episode, you might be the toxic person. You might be the dirty person. So don't go judging people around immediately. Instead, correct them with love, rebuke them with love, and show them the right way. If you know the right way, then tell them, show them. If you don't, then point them to people who do know. Don't be boastful and just correct people all on your own, even if you don't know or even if you don't have the knowledge or the capability of helping that person improve themselves. Next one is having high expectations. Now, this one is like the domino effect. Having high expectations can lead to a lot of things. Number one, it can lead to envy. I think this one is pretty obvious, especially with the social media age right now. 
everyone is just jealous of other people's lives, other people's happiness, other people's success. But people aren't really who they say they are, usually in social media. You will see even celebrities who are struggling, even if they post a lot of good things about themselves, you will notice especially if you follow them on their twitter accounts or on their ig accounts that they are also struggling i'm not saying that we shouldn't look up to them anymore i'm just saying that you also need to know their situation and that it might help you feel better about yourself but also it will help you realize to make yourself a better person strive to be a better person so that other people will see the better person in you or the best person that you can be and they will be encouraged by you as well i think that is what many celebrities are doing and i really commend them for that that they try to look better not physically but the way they speak, the way they caption their posts so that other people will be lifted up as well. But in most cases, it's not always being lifted up. Some people became or some people become jealous because of their lives. And I know that is not the real motive of the celebrities, but it happens. And what else can high expectation lead to? It can also lead to covetousness or greed where you want other people's stuff, like what I said earlier, the motive of the celebrities or the influencers is not to brag, but because of our own selves, we tend to desire or greatly desire, wrongfully desire what they have. Even if we don't need it, it may seem that I also need that in my life, but actually most of the time we don't. And it goes to shallow examples like shopping or online shopping, you know what I mean? Especially now with the pandemic that everything is online already. So when you see something and there's an IG link for it, if there's a hyperlink to it, then you would just order it for yourself as well. So I think that is quite problematic because it will lead to empty wallets. Having high expectations could also lead to empty wallets. Not only because of these online shopping issues or situations, but also because of the scams in this pandemic. For example, many people are losing their jobs during this pandemic and they are looking for another source of income. They think that joining this network will help them with their finances, but actually they are scams. So that is a danger of social media. We have high expectations in that network, in that company. So we tend to make rash decisions and we don't research about it anymore. We just join immediately. Now, aside from that, because of these, it will lead to low self-esteem also. When we are envious, when we covet, when we are greedy, 
it will lead to low self-esteem. You see the successes of other people, even if it's not really their success. I'm not saying that this is the case for everyone, that everyone who is posting their successes are fake. But it's just that sometimes we are led on by what we see and we don't really notice what's behind that picture. It will lead to low self-esteem because we see other people happy, not only with their material things, but also because of their happiness. And we feel like we are the victims, that why can't I have that happiness too? Another thing that high expectations will lead to is that thirst for attention, a higher level of thirst for attention. In this pandemic, many of us, if not all of us, are at home and there isn't enough human connection. Even if you say, oh, I'm on the Zoom always, oh, I'm on my uh, social media app where I keep on talking with everyone, there is a difference between the human connection online and offline. And I think it is very important that we cultivate our offline relationships as well, not only our online relationships. And last but not the least, or this is the last one for me, Uh, I know there are other things that high expectations will lead to, but this is the last one for me. The last one is broken hearts or dead bodies. Now, why did I combine both of those things? Well, in this social media age, not only during this pandemic, we tend to look for dating apps and websites which will give us instant gratifications and these instant gratifications are in form of people who will make us happy temporarily but in the long run many of these relationships will fail because number one we pursue them and we don't let that love or that connection find us instead I'm not saying that you shouldn't look for love anymore. You shouldn't look for a relationship anymore. What I'm saying is that even though it's good to expand your network, even if you're just on those websites just to meet more people, make more friends, I'm sure that's not the case. Come on, let's be honest. (laughs) So I think um, it will lead to broken hearts, especially when we're talking about the distance or maybe we're talking about how you can meet up with each other. So I think it will really lead to broken hearts. And you know, a lot of people get their hearts broken, not because of offline relationships, but because of these online relationships as well. So we need to recognize that this is also a reality for some people, if not many people. And why did I say dead bodies? Well, basically, come on, let's be honest again. This world is a dangerous place. And there are a lot of bad people, a lot of evil people who will take advantage of you in different circumstances. Like what I said earlier, there are scams and they will take advantage of you and your uh, vulnerability to look for a job, a source of income. And aside from that, they will also take advantage of you in other ways. And I'm not gonna dwell in that too much because I am not in the position to talk about it yet. But when I'm ready, when I research more about that field, I will definitely get back to this issue. So now, what did I do when 
social media became problematic or toxic for me. I did a process and I'm not going to be forcing it on you. I know people are different. They have their own processes that they're going through. But if this works out well for you, then I would be so happy. So please follow with precautions and don't come at me if this doesn't work for you. So the first thing that I did was to stop feeding my mind. It's like a fast. I didn't feed my mind with anything bad. Of course, there's that. But I also stopped feeding myself with even the good thoughts. I totally emptied my mind. This is an important step in the process because it helped me with the next steps in this process. Okay, so the first one is the most important thing. So after I stopped feeding my mind with anything at all, I opened my settings. If you're an Apple user, you will have this. So I opened screen time and then I clicked on downtime and app limits. So this really helped me start a disciplinary action on myself because as I gradually decreased my usage, it gave me a better tolerance of not being too dependent on my social media apps. And that goes to the next step. Be gradual when doing social media fasts or detoxes. Because I think if you force it, it won't be as effective. And I've read an article somewhere that when you try to stop something, it could be vices, and in this case, our vice is social media, that you tend to be more drawn to it. And if you immediately or if you force that detox on yourself, then it will make you want to open those social media apps even more. So what I did was I started with a day of not using those social media apps. Well, actually, I started with a few hours. It's like an intermittent fasting if you're talking about like food diet, not this kind of diet, if you know what I mean. So I started with a few hours and then I tried a day where I don't check any social media app or any social media website if I'm on my laptop of course it is very tempting and when I got used to that I gradually increased it to three days until it became a week now the most that I could do was a week because there was this one time when I did the fast and I was forced to break it because of course I didn't leave all my social media apps off I left Or I kept WhatsApp because that's the only way my bosses, my employers can talk to me. So I kept that. And one of my friends messaged me there and said that our friend has lost their loved one. And it was someone who we were praying for. So I went online again. I activated my accounts again and comforted her. So I think that is where I draw a line when people need me the most. And this time it was really very important. If it's something like, if it's not too important and if I can help myself, if that person doesn't really need me yet, 
then I will discipline myself into not getting online. But I will make sure that I will help them as soon as I can, if I still can. What I like about my friends, what I'm really thankful about my friends is that they are very understanding when it came to my fast. And they didn't even tell me to come back to social media when they told me that news. They were just telling me that, oh, this happened. Or sorry, not not all of them said it to me. But one of them told me the news and that person didn't even say, hey, go back to social media. We need you right now. They just told me that and you just need to be sensitive with other people's needs especially in that case so going back like what I said I did it gradually I did my downtime screen time gradually and the last step or the last tip of this process would be don't tell anyone so you would be wondering, how did they know how to contact you if you weren't online even or if you didn't tell them that you are on that detox? So like what I said, I did it gradually. So in those gradual days, okay, where I was still testing myself, where I was still testing the waters of diving into the detox, I really told them that I was going to have that detox. But when it came to the time where I really wanted a week of fasting, of detoxing, I didn't tell them at all. I was just like, okay, I'm going to deactivate now. And if someone needs me, I'm sure they will really find a way to contact me. And I'm not sure how they're going to do that. But if it is that important, I'm sure they will find a way. So that's what I did. I didn't tell anyone, even my best friends. And there was a time where it was quite difficult for the first few days, especially that you're not talking to anyone. But there are some benefits. And now I'm going to talk about those benefits, okay? So the first benefit that I would like to talk about is that after I had this detox, and even during, I noticed that my quality of sleep has improved. Now, you would say this is so cliche already, but I just want to show you or to tell you my testimony of this quality of sleep. So when I was in college, especially during the weekends or if I'm in a semester where the schedule was really free, I would binge sleep for those college listeners out there, I think you can relate to me so much where you would just sleep for 13 hours and you don't even feel hungry because that's how tired you are. But when you wake up, I think many of you also experience this. When you wake up, even if the duration of your sleep was long, it seems that you haven't rested at all. That's because your quality of sleep wasn't that good. And when I did the detox, I noticed that even if I just had six hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep, I would notice when I wake up, I am more productive than I was. And I can see also that my relationships in real life have improved. And what I like about this was that my relationships with other people improved. And these people are the people 
whom I am really surprised that I really cultivated my relationship with them because I never thought that we could even develop our relationship. Especially when it comes to my co-teachers, I thought they were going to be just that. But then because of my less usage of social media, I think it had a minimal, but still there is an effect where I got to get to know them better and, you know, relationships have been cultivated. And not only those with my workmates, but also with my own friends, with my close friends. When I got off the detox, I think I could better communicate with them. I could communicate with them better. And I think I remember this talk by Simone Heng. She was a guest at one of the episodes of Joy Spring. That's also a podcast, so Adulting with Joy Spring. And I was listening to Simone when she talked about human connection. And I think human connection is really, really important. But before you communicate with other people, it is important also to have a good communication with yourself. And that is my final point for the benefits. I got to know myself better because I had some alone time as well. I actually read pamphlets. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't read books, you know. I think I have a reader's block. If you know me in high school, I would read a lot. I would read two books a day or, you know, one thick novel a day. But when I got to college, I don't know what happened. I guess my attention span just got smaller or it decreased a lot. <laughs> Aside from that, because I got to know myself better, I also have a great relationship with myself right now. I know my value now. I know how to deal with myself because I get to see what is wrong with me. What are the things that I need to improve in myself? Because like what I said, we became too dependent on social media that if we take out social media out of the picture, it would seem that we don't have an identity. And that is one important thing that I've learned from that detox. I had an identity or I identified myself and that is something that I could only define on my own. And of course, I'm a Christian. Uh, God also revealed it to me in those times where I was rested, where my mind was clear and the world wasn't so loud anymore that finally he could talk to me already. So I'm not going to be dwelling on that because I'm sure some of you aren't Christians and I don't want to seem that I am forcing my faith on you. It's just that I'm telling you that it's important also to have someone you believe on. Like for me, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I rest my burdens upon him. And during that time, he was the one that I was talking to the most, especially when I can't or when I choose not to talk to other people, I decided to talk more to him. And I think even after the detox, I can hear him clearly now. And the world is much more clear. While before the detox, the world was so blurry and it seems like I was going on autopilot. 
I was just going around doing my thing without even thinking anymore because it became like a really bad ritual that I kept on doing it and doing it until I became a zombie. So those are the benefits. I hope if you try this, you will also experience the same experience that I have. But again, I'm not going to say that it will be as this successful for me as it will for you, if you get what I mean. So now, I'm sure many of you also cannot have a social media detox because, of course, let's be honest, since social media has become stretched, it became a great or it is a great avenue for marketing. So I think many of you are also in the marketing departments, marketing areas of your company. So if you really can't do this, what I suggest would be to follow people that will help you improve yourself. So like what I said, I only did that detox for a week because of what happened to my friend's uh, loved one. And when I got back to social media, what I did was to follow people who give positive insights, positive perspectives of the world, of themselves, and of other people. And, you know, just constantly, like what we said in the previous episode, to constantly add value to yourself and just force yourself to keep on learning about other things. And I also follow CEOs, Uh, Like what I said, uh, Simone Heng, I followed her as well. And she has really helped me with how I look at the world, how I look at myself as a worker, as a part of the labor force. And go check her out if you haven't. And if you don't know her, go watch her videos. She is on TED Talk. If you're familiar with that, I'm sure you are. I hope you are because TED is a really great avenue for learning. So aside from following people who will inspire you, who will help you improve yourself, I would also suggest that you would unfollow people or if you really have no discipline within yourself, then I suggest that you will block them as well. So this is important because, like what I said at the beginning of this episode, keep the people who are good for your mental health close to you. It's like a fire. You don't go to a fire because you know you will be burnt. The same thing is with those people. If you go near those people, if you draw yourself to that person who is bad for your mental health, maybe that person always lowers your self-esteem whenever you see that person's post you're just like wow she's so successful and i'm not you just see your weaknesses because of that person even if it seemed that that person's post is supposed to be inspiring but because of your own self you make it into a negative effect so you better unfollow those people or block those people for me i would say that i'm not the kind of a blocking person but i am the kind of unfollowing and i also mute on instagram i mute stories and posts 
and if I don't talk too much of or if I don't talk with that person anymore if we don't really talk anymore then I would just completely unfollow them on Instagram and if it's on Facebook then I would just unfriend them because anyway we're not talking anymore but sometimes when they try to reach out of course I add them back because they're also making an effort into cultivating our relationship also so of course I won't disregard their effort so that is it for today I hope you learned something even just one thing and if you do kindly comment them on our Facebook post if you are listening to this on Spotify I hope you go to our Facebook or Apple podcasts to give a review and that would really mean a lot to me and Esther so Again, this is Two Cents with Esther and Martha. Goodbye.